Welcome back to the Dad Chronicle. I'm your host. I'm Alex Albisu. This is episode 15. As always, head to thedadchronicle.com if you want to catch up on all the latest episodes. Uh, today, I have a, a, a new friend of mine on the show. This is Robert. Robert, say hi to the nice people at home. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Welcome to the show. Uh, very happy to have you here. We met um, through social media because you also are a podcaster. Isn't that yes. right? Yep, that's correct. Awesome, and you're also a dad. And we met at a, a, a in person, I guess, at a local uh, brew fest, and it was a pleasure meeting you and your wife. Um, why don't you introduce yourself uh, to the audience? Well, my name is Robert, like Alex said, and I'm a dad. I have a 15 year old and a seven year old. Uh, the 15 year old is from my wife's previous marriage, and the seven we share. Very nice. What are their names? Uh, the 15 year old is Madeline. And the seven-year-old is Benjamin. Wow, man, that's um, that. Those are such different times in life. <sighs> yes, you know. So that yeah. that's amazing. Well, um, you know, thanks for being on the show uh, again. You know, Robert has a podcast called um, it's the Two Bobs Podcast, and we'll, we'll yes. talk a little bit about that um, towards the end of the show because um, that's a, a mutual love of ours. Um, but first and foremost, you know, Bob, um, why don't you share what it's like? Um, being a dad kind of in your situation where you've got, you know, your wife's um, child from a previous marriage and then, you know, one that you guys share. No problem. You know, the, I guess the biggest challenges really are, like you said, the, the difference in the ages. So you've got 15 who's, you know, a freshman and now a sophomore in high school and the seven who's a first grader and then moving into second grade. So there is a bit of a, a challenge there as far as their interests and they don't really, they get along great. They don't really have a lot of the same interests, um, but they do have sports, which is good. So uh, Madeline plays soccer. She's in the high school soccer team and she plays travel. And my son, who is uh, playing Little League, so he's you know having success there while she's having success in soccer fields. So we like to kind of merge those and kind of use that to cheer each other on. And they, they do a great job of cheering each other. At the same time, we're cheering them on. Well, that's really awesome. You know, one thing that I found uh, really interesting is how sports tend to bring people together. I, I had interviewed um, Jamal, who was on a, a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, I know that you have a big love of baseball, right? You're you're a big Nats fan. We, we hail from the Washington, D.C. area. Um, yeah. It's a love-hate relationship with the Nats sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um, do you do you tend to take your, your son to a lot of baseball games? We do try to go uh, a lot of times as a family, but sometimes it just happens to be the two of us. But we do love to go. Uh, we actually went to the Potomac Nationals game last night, the four of us and had a good time. We tried to go to the Nats game the, the day before the 4th of July, but the ticket prices were prohibitive. So we ended up going to the local peanuts, which is great fun too. And then they do the fireworks after the show. So it's fun to go there and kind of see, you know, what some of the, the, the big leaguers, even though they're the minor league, but to him, to the, the big leaguers, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to see what they do. And he tended to play third base a lot this past season. So being able to see what actually happens uh, without having to be limited by TV, you know, seeing the live action, that really is a good way to point out the things that he needs to work on or the, even the things that he does right. Hey, look at that. That's the same thing that you have been doing or that you've been working on. And uh, having him call out things like, oh, well, he he threw that guy out because he was running the third and he was in scoring position and not throwing it to first because, you know, he wasn't in scoring position. So he's really learned a lot just through, you know, teaching and actually being a very good listener. Oh, that's awesome. So is baseball like something that you think he's going to stick with for the rest of his, I don't know, like through high school, even into college? What do you think? We've discussed it. And I, I think, you know, at one point he was ready to, I guess, maybe move on. 
he was having a bit of trouble with hitting uh, after he moved from T-ball to the pitch machine. So he went from basically a stationary ball sitting on top of a tee to a machine that was pitching at 43 miles an hour. So oh, wow. going from that to, yeah, it's, I don't know that I could hit it. No, I um, wouldn't be able to. I, I'm terrible at that. Uh, yeah, that, that first season was really hard. But just you know, prepping him ahead of time to say, you had a great T-ball season. Um, you know, all the seasons you've played in T-ball, you've done well with hitting the ball. And, you know, at one point the kids were calling him the crusher, the crusher. <laughs> um, and I really had to set him up going into it, knowing from other kids that, cause I also helped to coach and, and some of those kids that had moved on hearing from their parents saying, you know, it, he went through the whole season without a hit. So knowing that my son is a perfectionist, much like his dad, uh, I had to kind of prep him for that mm -hmm. to think, okay, there's going to be times you're going to be out. And it, and there were times where it was really hard on both of us. Um, but at the same time, at, at, at the end of the day, he was able to remember, oh, well, this other kid that was really good on my T-ball team, he didn't hit at all. So having him aware of that going into it, not to say I'm never going to do it because we, we've discussed not having that mentality, but knowing ahead of time that it was going to be a struggle and that the next season was going to be a little bit better. Um, so then that was this past season and taking him to a, a, a hitting coach really helped out with his confidence. He was able to work through a couple of things that I noticed the first few games and he ended up going three for three pretty much, you know, really for probably five or six games uh, and then had a couple games where he didn't do quite well, but uh, he still, you know, one out of three or two out of three and hit a couple home runs too, which wow, good for him. You could not be more proud. Heck yeah. So what did those conversations look like? I, I'm always um, interested in hearing, you know, how certain parenting styles go. You know, when you have a child who's very discouraged, you know, thinking, crap, I went from doing so well and now yeah. I'm not doing so well. And it's easy to want to give up. So what did those conversations sound like? Um, I'm a, I'm, I tend to be more of the glass half full. I tend to be more of a positive person person and understanding just through challenges that I've had after 44 years of life that things aren't always going to go my way, but how I handle them is really what's going to di dictate the final result. So I spent a lot of time with him on that and making sure that, and that's also where the challenge is. And I'll come back to that, but I spent a lot of time to make sure that he understands that how he reacts to things. Um, even in one of the games where he had been three for three, like five games in a row, and then in the sixth game, he struck out the first time and mm. you, you could just see the air come out of him. And, and I was always nervous about that because I was waiting for the shoe to drop to where, okay, what's going to happen when he doesn't do well and is he going to collapse and is he, you know, is it going to be harder for him where he's been, you know, able to kind of punch his chest out and say, okay, well, look, I'm going to go hit a, hit a ball and we're going to get some runs. And it definitely was like a balloon with the air came out of it. He collapsed and. Uh, you know, not, not obviously not down on the ground, but he just, his, his shoulders sunk down and his head went down and he was crying. So I had to just kind of pick him up from there and just, you know, remind him that, you know, the, the big leaguers don't always get on base. And we also talk a lot about their numbers, you know, watching the, the replays on the, watching the replays on MLB TV, you know, they'll tell you one for three, two for three, oh for three. So being able to show him the people that get paid a lot of money to be able to do it. They strike out too. So it's okay for him at seven years old to be able to do the same thing. Agreed. Yeah. I think that's really important because, you know, you have an opportunity to keep that flame ignited. Yeah. And if you, if you just say, yeah, you know, you can quit, they don't learn how to take on that adversity. So good for you, man. That's an awesome right. way to approach it.
Yeah, we don't we don't really allow the you know, I, I try to avoid the quitting thing. And that's and that's where I was starting to get to, too, with my challenges. My uh, my challenge is to try to remember that he is only seven so that when he right. does start to feel that way, you know, I have to remember that he's just a kid. And it's it's that's where my my challenge is. And that's where I tend to to, to be quicker on on the you know, the, the frustration level where if I see him getting that way and where he really doesn't listen and, and he, he wants to kind of shut down that I have to remember, okay, this is what he does. He, he does start to shut down. This is why we're working on it. And that continuing with what he does and just more of the encouraging part, that's going to be helpful. But sometimes for me, that's where the challenge is to kind of turn my own gear and remember to be more glass half full. Um, and more positive than emotional and reactive. So it's kind of a, it's learning lesson for both of us in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Now your, your daughter, you said that she does travel soccer. Yeah, My God, just, your weekends must be just done. Yeah. She just started with travel. Um, she plays on the soccer team here locally and she's uh, on the varsity team as a freshman and uh, started out on JV and wasn't even sure she was going to make that, but she's been playing since she was four. So she's got a lot of experience and just, constant playing and uh you know what again wasn't sure she was going to make the jv team so when she did she was really excited and then a couple games in the varsity coach was like you know hey you might you know you might be interested in coming over and i'm thinking like the you know like in baseball terms like no stay in the minor leagues for a little while get your you know get your your act together and make sure that you know exactly what this level is before you try to move on she went ahead and moved on and ended up um i don't even remember that i'm not a big a big soccer person but uh all conference all regional and then ended up going to states as a freshman so amazing she's shi she's shining but yeah you're right the the weekends are tough and we rely a lot on google calendar and just kind of putting those dates and times in to make sure that we're aware because with you know when baseball and soccer go through the same time the only real way to do that is one obviously communication but sometimes just you know after a busy day at work or a busy week at work the only way to really remember for sure is to have it on the calendar. So we we rely a lot on that. I could imagine. Now, is she going to stick with it, you think, through college? Is she going to try to go for that scholarship situation? Yeah, we hope so. Um, she certainly has the skill set for it. And she's um, actually at a camp right now down at William & Mary for the, uh, for the weekend and then through a couple days this week to just get a little bit extra and learn from some coaches because William and Mary has a really good soccer program. So whether she goes there, whether she goes somewhere else, the, I think the ultimate goal, no pun intended is for her to continue, uh, with soccer through college and hopefully get the scholarship because college is expensive. Oh my these God. Days. <laughs> yeah. Like we're just now looking at, well, not just now. I mean, we've, we've had yeah. the 529 thing going yes. for, for Aria. I think I, I might've mentioned in a past episode that we, uh, like as soon as we got our social security card, it was like plop Sign it right up. in there. Let's yep. get it going, you know, start the recurring thing. And it's just amazing because you've also got to imagine at Aria's age right now, you mm -hmm. know, two months today, actually, uh, she is going it, it's going to cost so much money in the yes. next 18 years. Like if you think about inflation and like other crap. Yep. Oh, my God. Like. It's going to be insane on top of on top of weddings, um, you know, like it just uh, dollar yeah. signs are yeah. going well, that's, off. And that's that's the thing, too, with the younger kids that I, I remember, you know, when when Benjamin was was younger, you know, you when they're when they're that age, you have the diapers, you have the formula, um, you know, eventually the the daycare will kind of kick in as as your wife goes back to work. You're going to have all those things. Um, 
assuming she goes back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you have all those expenses and then you just kind of wait. OK, well, I can't wait till they're off formula so I can ditch that expense. And then you wait a little while and go, OK, well, I can't wait till they're out of diapers and you ditch that. So you're like, oh, what am I going to do with all this money? It's like, well, I got to sock it away. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> she's she's going to need it. And then you have to just keep buying clothes and shoes because they just keep yeah. outgrowing everything. Like yeah. she's already fitting into three, four month sort of clothes. It's yeah. absolutely not. This kid is getting big. Yeah. No, I saw the, I saw the pictures from her little two month thing. She looks she looks wonderful. Yeah, my wife She's very uh, cute. My wife put her in the little in her little outfit and put the yeah. little block there. Oh, it's gorgeous. I actually I posted it on the uh, the Dad Chronicle um, Facebook page. So you guys listening, feel free to like that Facebook page and stay up to date on all the latest news. Um, now, Robert, um, why don't you tell me a little bit about your father and maybe what influence he's had on you being a father? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, we don't talk a whole lot. Um, I think a lot of what, what I try to do is, you know, I think in, in one of your previous shows, uh, I don't remember exactly who it was, but they were just kind of talking about the, the challenges that you have as a dad and thinking about what it was like for your parents and realizing, and I've always known that, that they did the best that they could, you know, they're, they're a product of their, uh, they're a product of their raising just as my kids will be a product of, of what we do. Um, so my dad and I don't talk a whole lot, unfortunately, but that's just kind of how it rolls. Um, a lot of what I do is just try to remember the things that I think maybe could have done a little bit differently, which is, you know, being involved in his sports and, and just being involved in day to day things and just trying to encourage him as much as possible. Um, it's hard for me to remember a whole lot about how that was as a kid um, right. and and whether that was there. And, and again, your your previous, you know, one of your previous interviewees had had very much. It really struck a chord with me what he was saying about, um, you know, thinking back to to how you were raised. And um, I just really try to try to do the best that I can and know that not everybody's perfect. And there's going to be times when I'm I'm not going to feel good about maybe how I handled things. But I've always been open with him and, and just making sure that, hey, you know, if I feel like I made a mistake, you know, and sometimes I think people tell you not to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to tell him, hey, you know, I could have handled this a little bit differently. Um, if you can handle this a little bit differently, then I'll handle this, too. And, you know, we try to figure out some way to mutually agree to what we need to do, because, you know, I don't I don't want to be in the situation where, you know, he's he's my age or he's older and he's, you know, things are kind of you know, we're kind of apart. Ideally, we would have a, a relationship, you know, all the way through. And uh, my dad and I never really had that. Um, we did spend some time as I was younger doing things. He liked to fly model airplanes and I would go with him for that. But I just remember as a kid doing a lot of things kind of on my own and figuring things out on my own, um, whether that was because of me or because of, you know, I guess his his influence or, or not so much of it. But mm-hmm. Um, I just try to do, do as much as I can to be there for my son and and know that he always can come, he can always come to me whenever he feels like he needs to. Yeah. I think it's really interesting having talked to, um, fathers who've been in different situations, you know, well, in, in some situations similar to yours, it's almost a catalyst to decide how you're going to influence your own child. Yes. You know, and it's it's a really amazing opportunity to almost reverse uh, the the potential, um, you know, harm or whatever it is that, you know, that, that you may have experienced and or any negativity that you maybe you experience. You have an opportunity to um, to correct that with your own kid. Yes. 
it's hard to escape it too. You know, sometimes where you're, you know, there's, there's the nature and nurture thing and you, you kind of have it there. So it's a lot of times it's, it's easy to, to fall back on those things, but I, I tend to also be very self-aware so that I, you know, at, at home and at work, I can, I look more in, in towards myself to see what I did. Um, I rarely play that blame game. Well, you know, you did this and that's what caused me to do that. It's always, okay, what can I do different? A lot of it has to do with that. So just trying to figure out, you know, for his sake, um, when I see things that are happening that are, like you said, from, from before that I'm kind of bringing along the things that I know and then going, well, you know what? I didn't really like that. Or that didn't really seem to sit well, or maybe that's a part of how things are and, and, and let me adjust that. It's, it's very hard. Um, but at the same time, I think you always have to be just like with the baseball, you always have to be willing to know that, Hey, sometimes things aren't going to quite work out. But like I said, how I react to them is really what's going to be setting the stage for whether I'm successful as a dad or not. Correct. Yeah. And these are the types of, uh, you know, messages that this is exactly why I started this show. It's, it's for dads to share, uh, their stories and, and things that they've learned. So thanks for that valuable piece of sure. information. You know, that's, that's really good stuff. Um, you know, I like to also, uh, add a bit of wisdom, you know, to this show from fathers like you, you're, you're, sitting here with a how old your son uh seven seven okay i apologize i forgot this and and then you have a teenage daughter so what is what do you think has been the biggest learning experience since you know you your wife came into your life um with this daughter and and now you have a son what has been the biggest learning experience over the years yeah, that's that that's one i think i tried to prepare for because you know in listening to your show as as i have that um, I think the biggest thing for me is, and I, and I might have already touched on it, is just to understand that it is going to be a learning experience, that it's not something you can just go into, I think, and just be perfect at it. It's going to, just like any relationship, you know, whether it be, you know, a spouse or coworkers or boss, there's going to be uh, an, an amount of work that has to be put into it. And, and part of being a dad is being willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my word, my words of wisdom would be to, you know, go all in knowing that there are going to be challenges, knowing there are going to be times when you have to look at yourself and say, you know what, I screwed up and this is what I can do. And, and then taking those steps to fix it for next time and learn from it again, just like you would any other relationship, but knowing that, it's, it's almost more important for these relationships because you're, you know, you're, you're more molding of a, of a, a human life versus, you know, how you handle your spouse where, you know, he or she is already the way that they are, but the kid is going to take a lot of the cues from you. So you almost have to work a little bit harder to be on your, on your game. And just, again, know that, know that everybody is human. Everybody makes mistakes and, you know, just be willing to put forth the effort. Be willing to put forth the effort, yes, and 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 being able to understand and see where those are and understand it's it's not always you know the kid's fault that this happens. That you just right. have to be able to, you know, you you as the re, the adult have to be able to understand the situation better than they do, and you have as the adult have to be able to react to it. Doesn't mean you're always going to do it. Doesn't mean even if you do it that you're going to be successful. But you have to be willing to put in the effort. And you have to be willing to try and. 
um, you know, we, we, we have to hope that we do it more times than not and that we succeed more times than not. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's very it's very reminiscent of the um, really one of the first interviews that I had on this show is Jamie. You know, he talked about his um, he, he, he didn't really have a father, you know, growing up. He, he learned the assertiveness you know, from his mother and just, he learned, you know, because his mom went, was a single mom, still went to school, got her master's, you know, like adversity wasn't a thing. You just learn to get it done. And that, that's amazing. And, and Jamie is, um, for people who listen to my other podcast, the, the geek theory happy hour, Jamie's that voice, um, behind all the stingers, um, except the Arnold one. And, uh, and speaking of podcasts, you know, you guys have your own, um, podcast, you and your, uh, business partner, your, your co-host, uh, co-host. The, the other, the other Bob in your life. Yes. Um, this is a, this is a topic that you and I tend to talk about quite a bit. Podcasting is a lot of fun. It's a great, um, great hobby. I love yeah. doing it and hence why I'm doing this. And, um, you know, I think that your show's great. We we talk about a lot of similar stuff on our shows. You guys have a, a little thing about craft beer. You guys are yes. beer nuts, just like Jojo and me. Um, talk a little bit about what you what made you maybe want to start the show, and uh, what people can expect if they listen to your show. Yeah, it's funny. Um, my my co-host Rob is uh, he lives in Michigan, and I'm here in the D.C. area. Like you, we've never met. Uh, we happen to be. Um, we're, we're friends because of a Apple forum where, you know, Apple geeks go through and, and talk. And we, we ended up being, uh, what they call ambassadors. So we would basically help people that had problems with their computers, their iPhones or iPads, whatever. And, um, for a long time, we have a separate, you know, like a ambassador iMessage group and we're always going back and forth. And we realized that we were both sarcastic and we both, you know, tended to, to hone in on the same sort of thing. So, uh, I think at one point last year I was saying, you know, when we have a podcast, when we have a podcast, just kind of goofing about it. And um, then one time we, you know, it kind of came up again and we always called ourselves the Bobs just because we were both Rob and Robert uh, using. And the Bobs comes from the Office Space movie where the, you know, the two guys are in there to just dis- decide whether to lay people off. But yeah. Um, anyhow, so we just, it basically started out as a joke. And then I went to one time and I said, Hey, you know, the two bobs.com is available, you know, for our podcast. And he went, Oh, well, I guess we're doing it. And I just kind of went, Oh, well, I guess we are, you know, it was always kind of, you know, uh, half of a joke, half not, because I honestly, I had the equipment already for, you know, at least the microphone and, and the stand and everything for probably a year because I had ideas. I just never quite got around to where I was. I was set up in order to do it. And it was, I think it was one of those things where I just kind of put it off. Like it's, you know, it's there and something that I really want to do, but one finding the right topic and finding, um, enough information to be able to do it successfully. I think I just wasn't quite ready to take that leap on my own. And then that whole imposter syndrome that a lot of podcasters talk about, like, oh, yeah. you know, who am I to do this? And, you know, a lot of that glass half full type stuff is what I wanted to do. You know, leadership glass half full, um, you know, even, you know, little things I originally was a psychology major in, in college. So I have a lot of that and I wanted to kind of go down that route and I, I just never did. And, and time and, um, other things kind of came in, in the way, which is an excuse more than anything. So when he came back and said, Oh, well, I guess we're doing this. A part of me was like, Oh, well, I was joking. But another part was like, you know, really I was serious about it. So great, let's do it. 
So we just kind of dive in and uh, the show has morphed a little bit, you know, over the over the episodes. We're at episode 26 coming out tomorrow. And um, I, I think a lot of it was going to be, you know, we, we both love baseball. He's a huge Tigers fan. Uh, and like you said earlier, I'm a Nats fan. Uh, we both love beer. We both love, you know, just goofy stuff. So it was kind of going to be that with, you know, tech and sports. And that tended to be too broad. And we found ourselves kind of honing in on certain things. So we do spend a lot of time talking about the craft beers. And we each pick one and we, you know, we drink it and kind of review it and, you know, share some information about it. Uh, we do a lot of strange news or weird news stories, which tend to be really fun. Uh, we've had different lists. I think one episode we did uh, the things that we do that drives our wives crazy. And we came up with the list and discussed those. Uh, we've done, you know, shared information about trashy tattoos or, um, you know, gross food stories. We just did one about the uh, the worst things people have seen at the office or the grossest things people have experienced at the office. So that kind of thing that we we do. And it's meant to be, you know, lighthearted and fun and typically between 45 minutes to an hour if we get a little bit wordy, but no, um, we've been it. having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the most important thing. You know, when, when you're sitting down with a co-host and doing a podcast, there's um, it, it's a lot of fun to just sit there and have a conversation with them. And that's kind of how geek 30 started with Jojo and me, where it was just like, well, we, we like talking about geeky stuff and drinking beer. Let's, and people tend to be entertained when we talk about it yeah. <laughs> who are in the room with us. Let's just put a mic in front of us and see what happens. And that's really that's all it really takes. Anybody can really start podcasting. Um, and that's what I encourage people to do. If, if you guys are ever interested in doing podcasting or anything, um, you can always feel free to reach out to me. I'm, or, you know, I'm Rob and I are part Robert and I are part of the, <laughs> yeah. not, not the other Rob, the, the right. you're the Robert, right. Uh, we're part of, um, these podcast communities. They're all over Facebook, lots of people out there to help. It's, it's really, really it's an awesome community man i don't know are you part of the the dc podcasting community on facebook yes yeah, yeah. I've, i pretty much like i said earlier I, I mean i i just jump in so i've i've joined them all and i you know i read them constantly just to see i mean sometimes there's little tweaks i can do you know uh on my end as far as whether it's you know the technical aspect or something that i think that we you know we want to try for the show as a whole and then i usually just kind of run that and we kind of hash through that together but you know, definitely, as Alex said, you know, if you want to have a podcast and you're interested in it, it's actually easier than, you know, the, the, I think the learning curve is a little bit to, to get over, but it's actually not that bad and you can get up and running pretty easily. So there's definitely a lot of people out there to help you. Exactly. What I've found is that the barriers to entry are even less than when yeah. I started a couple years ago because yeah. they're now like, have you ever heard of Anchor? Yes. Yeah. Like, you can literally just record a podcast from your phone and it sounds good and you could put like little music. It's super easy to do. And it, it's kind of like Snapchat for, for audio. It's kind of neat. Uh, there are all these, like it, it's a cool surge of a culture that is um, it's really rewarding too. Cause everybody's got a message and yeah. just similar to the spirit of this show, you know, people like to share stories and talk about their experiences. So it's a great outlet for that. Yeah. And there's definitely, like I said, there's a, there's a whole community out there that's willing to help you. You know, there's, there's so many people that are out there that have gone through the, the beginning stages. And like I said, the, you know, the, the imposter syndrome, everybody's gone through that. So if you're thinking about doing it, jump in, reach out to Alex, reach out to me. And we'll certainly, I think there's, there's plenty of people out there to help you get started. And you know, the, the only thing that, as I found, the only barrier to getting started is yourself. So jump in hell yeah it's a lot of fun and you know i i love uh talking to you it was great meeting you and your wife at the brew fest i gotta yeah. come on your show man you you say the word and, and <laughs> i'm I'll... ready i 
I, I told Rob that uh, we, we would have you on for the Game of Thrones, you know, in one of the first weeks. And then you've got uh, a lot with the young one. But one of the first weeks after the Game of Thrones is out, I know he'll be looking. He's still pushing on me. Just watch the first three. Watch the first three. <laughs> Um, to get in there, but it'll be, it'll be fun to have you on there and, and talk about it. I know he's itching to talk to somebody about it and I'm, I'm not that, uh, I'm not that fun because I haven't watched it. But. <laughs> Any opportunity to talk about Game of Thrones or really anything geeky, um, and beer related. So, you know, yeah. that's right up we, my alley, man. We have all those things. He's a, he's a giant star Wars, you know, nut. So I know that's along, along your guys' lines as well too. So it'll be yeah. awesome. Hell yeah. So, um, again, Robert, where can people check out your podcast? One more time. Yep, we're at the twobobs.com. And then if you find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we're at Two Bobs Podcast and all those things. Yeah, and you guys are on iTunes. I, I subscribe yep. on iTunes, but are you guys like on uh, other devices pretty, or you yeah, can find pretty, anywhere, right? Pretty much anywhere. iTunes, Android. Our website actually has a whole list along the side. Or if you go to the twobobs.com slash subscribe, there's a whole bunch of options there. So if you're on Android, you can click a button. If you're on iTunes, there's a button. We're on Stitcher. Um, tune in radio I think so we're on pretty much pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast it's right there or you can listen right on the website so I know we have a few people that aren't quite tech savvy enough to figure out how to subscribe to things even with the subscribe button so they just come to the website each week and listen there I have people who do the same for my shows so I totally get it that's awesome uh, Robert Klimkowitz Kl yep. Klimkowitz did Klimkowitz. I do it yep. oh my god yep. look at that I did it right with people butchering my last name I'm trying to be as <laughs> as nice as possible about it <laughs> Yours was easy, but I think only because I had heard it on the show. So, exactly, you know, once yeah. I saw it, oh, I'll beat you. That's, easy. <laughs> That's right. Well, Robert, thanks so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.